0: Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. So There's no comfort in no
1: The type of work I do, uh, puts me in a vulnerable situation where, uh, if somebody were to be coming after me, I don't, I'm cornered. There's nowhere to run. So I, I choose to be armed at work. And just Um, to
0: clarify, you're talking about how the strip club only has a front door.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm naked, and I don't want to. Very vulnerable, get, yeah. I don't want to go outside and uh, get a ticket for being lewd. So I duct tape a, a, a pistol between my butt cheeks when I'm on the floor.
0: If you do it with double-sided tape, then people can stick dollars to it. Sorry, yes, vulnerable position
1: at work. Right. Uh, so I choose to be armed. Uh, protect myself and anybody else around that I could possibly protect Uh, but uh, it's not really just at work I choose to be armed pretty much anywhere I go I also choose to be concealed Uh, some people who don't like the Second Amendment or are scared of guns may think that is that's scary thought to them but really if I walk into a store and I buy something and then there's somebody dressed in tactical gear and has a gun strapped to their chest and one to their leg and all over their body um, the people who tell me that it would who typically tell me it's scary to think that people have guns they don't even know they have them you know, I see those people look at that person and they're terrified. But they're talking to me. Yep. And I don't scare them at all. So while they say that it's scary, it's just scary in in their thoughts. It's not really scary to them. That guy with the guns all over him scares the shit out of them. But I don't. And I am armed. In almost everywhere I go. So it's so-called Second Amendment talk. We all know what the Second Amendment is. It's just some words on a piece of paper. It's it's. It was there to restrict the government from taking away rights from people or trying to steal rights from people. There, there are parts of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and stuff like that that I would say mostly most of it is in good intention, but it isn't why you have rights. None of that is why you have rights. You have rights because you're born. Uh, and then bad people take away your rights throughout your life in different ways. So that being said, that's a sorry. So we have the Second Amendment talk, and we have what rights really are. Now, what a tyrannical government's going to do to you and I, knowing that, especially as open as I am about being a gun owner, is, is at some point, when the tyranny gets too bad, they would try to disarm the civilian population. In a lot of countries, this has worked. In some countries, America, being one that's pretty into our protections, uh, seems like one that it, it might be tough to do. But that's not saying that they won't be successful at some point in disarming the civilian population. This has been all too real to the the 3D printing community, the DIY, (laughs) I guess would be the best term, firearm community. And there has been a lot of designing and redesigning and using gun parts, but then trying to figure out how to not use gun parts and this, that, and the other. And then there was this... Amazing man, Jay Stark, who put together a project. It was his baby, but it was open source to the community, and it became the FGC-9 Mark II uh, project. Um, This is a tactical-styled rifle that uses a a 9mm Pistol round that can be made out of made at, at your home uh, without buying gun parts. Um, it is made from a three D three D printed parts. Um, you would need a CNC machine, like one of those two hundred dollar Amazon little deals um and chemical etching you would need to be able to do that for the barrel to for the hardening and the uh, there's something to do with soaking the steel and um to add carbon or whatever and then you heat it and cool it but you can do all this from your from your house with the the key the key components uh, can be done out of materials that are used for so many different things that it's not, it's not made from things that would be easy for a government to band, ban those things because it would stop production on so many other things. And it's a free file. And now there's so many variations of that file because people have improved upon it, um, that you could even pick a style that suits you better. Uh, but there are wars going down as we speak um, in countries that you don't really hear about that, that this gun that not that long ago was designed by a true liberty hero who unfortunately passed away this past year um, is is being used as a as a protection or a um, offensive weapon to fight back against a tyrannical government in some countries against warlords and a military dictatorship and in fact, I think you were tell, showing me footage of um, Myanmar. Oh yeah, and I was telling you that that gun that you when you were showing me—that's a 3D printing gun from. That's the gun that we were just talking about.
0: And and just to just to give everybody kind of the the scoop that kind of you were talking about because you you know you mentioned this isn't the war that's getting the corporate media attention mm-hmm. because we don't siphon nearly as much money back and forth through Myanmar or really a lot of Asia, right? Right. But I know that sometimes we talk about how our government is tyrannical and we talk about how our Police forces have a monopoly on violence, and while those things are true and we believe them to be true and they are not to be minimized, it's also good to have some sense of scale in that we're talking about a country where tens of thousands of people are being detained by a military dictatorship that's installed in the government.
1: And actually and, it, it, it correct me if I'm wrong, but there is a genocidal factor too. There is there is an extermination of a certain um I think it's a religious faction or something there. Um
0: yes and I, I will say because there's there's a lot of political debate around intentions And Mm -hmm. in the same way that our government has a lot of influence in like Ukraine, uh, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of Malaysian and Chinese involvement here as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, they border on India, which complicates things further. But I think even without that component, the fact of the matter is, is that you have a, a military dictatorship that is, tyranny in the sense that I think most people are used to. I think what I'm getting at is that we in our community and the libertarian community, folks like that, Mm -hmm. we will refer to the government that we have as tyrannical or uh, a lot of my folks in like the Uh, uh, on the left will call everyone a fascist or -hmm. everyone a Nazi but I, I I just wanted to be explicit that we're not being hyperbolic here. We're not exaggerating. This is truly a citizenry that is being in taken over sense, by a, yeah, a military.
1: In some, in some senses exterminated and others enslaved. Uh I think a good description would be to, just to bring the emotional side back, at least on our end from, from us is if you listen to this show for any amount of time, you understand how emotionally I get, and, and so does Bart around um, the anniversary of Waco and things like that. There are towns in this country that are being Wacoed, multiple towns every single day. They're having Wacos where kids are going to be slaughtered, burned. This government the ATF or whatever there (laughs) is coming in and doing this over and over and over again. And there is no try to spin it. So it doesn't look bad. It is just like, we're going to do this and we're going to continue to do this and you're an unarmed population. So stop us. But it turns out there is a rebel pushback, isn't there?
0: There is. Uh, And as you've uh, astutely observed, they seem to be largely equipped with guns that they've 3D printed.
1: Right. It seems to be um, a Stark Industries print from a great American here.
0: And for Uh, you nerds, that's not that Stark.
1: No, it's a real Stark. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs)
0: if you thought that Myanmar had a civil war going on (laughs)
1: yeah no a true a true hero uh, Stark was uh, Jay Stark Uh, he had a uh, he had a lot of health problems but he fought through so much to uh, to help the community come up with a way to always even after being disarmed by a tyrannical warlord, be able to arm itself again. And uh, he's a hero to the world, not just to America.
0: Now, you kind of touched on this with the amount of guns that are in the U.S. Yes, it is possible that we could get to a place where we as a country are disarmed. I'll be candid in that I don't think we would ever get to that because I do think the genie is out of the bottle uh i think there are so many guns around this country i think it would be impossible to disarm the citizenry but mm. let's
1: i tend let's to say, agree too but like yeah
0: but let's say we get you know it, it, it doesn't have to be complete right it doesn't have to be right. exhaustive even if they just make a, a dent in that
1: um and we're not but, the only people in the world where we live so like a lot of this stuff that's being done is to help out other places too you know what i mean so
0: right and I, I think well i think you touched on a point here and it's just good to connect yeah. that back you're you're talking about some of the materials that are used here and i think banning materials is like the number one response to these types of initiatives right and you know you were talking about some of the ones that are used in making this kind of thing is
1: right it was purposely designed to use materials that were used in everyday applications therefore so like, as an example make,
0: what what are some of these
1: so like uh let's call it um 1 by 1 bar stock metal
0: and what is that
1: so it's like a it's a long piece of metal that's 1 inch by 1 inch wide it's square shaped right and it's just steel uh you use that in tons of different applications like uh, windows and and doors and and things like that especially your commercial style doors those metal doors a lot of times you'll use one by one bar stock too uh so when you put them in there's like a channel and you feed it in there and it It locks that in and then not, not only that in manufacturing applications where you're feeding one by one bar stock into make a something that's a little bit smaller where you've got a milling machine that's, you know, turning it into whatever you want it to be uh, a bolt or a, um, a large screw or or anything like that. So these are materials that need to be bought by a lot of different industries you could imagine all the things that you would do with a square piece, a long square piece of, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Suffice it so, to say that there are
0: millions of these things floating around. Right. That it would be just impossible to ban right. because it is down to its core.
1: And then you could think about a small piece of gas pipe. I mean, gas pipe, especially a small one. It's used to connect every stove in the world. You know what I mean?
0: Wait, hold on. Is this why California is banning gas stoves?
1: Yeah, it's probably the real reason. Genius, smart. There's going to be so many extra pipes around now to make guns with. Good job. Dope. Oh. <laughs> Well, I don't need this pipe for my stove anymore. <laughs> Maybe I can make a gun with it.
0: So, so I I said this about the amount of guns in the country, but I, I also will say that that kind of same metaphor, the genius out of the bottle, of three D printing guns and things. Like I, I understand the compulsion to try and control these things and lock them down especially if you're someone who believes that they are only doing harm and meant to do harm Mm -hmm. but even if you believe that just practically it's too late
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: it's the same and maybe this is next week's episode on AI but all of these people trying to lock down and hey. mitigate ai it's too late right it's out there
1: yes i already have a cosmo i don't and know he, what that is oh it's a little forklift robot guy that's got a personality and you can teach him things and stuff like that. he's an ai robot and you can play games with him with these little blocks and stuff and he learns He learns your behaviors, so like, it's a lot like a dog, you know? Uh, Mm. He learns what the kind of things you like, so it's got facial recognition. When it sees you, it'll start to act, you know, it treats different people differently. It's a little mischievous. It'll randomly like mess with your dog, chase your dog around and like bark at it and stuff. It's a really funny toy, but it's AI technology interesting yeah
0: yeah and that and that sort of proves the point right is that these not capital c conservatives but it's a very conservative position of trying to like lock down and stamp out ai but it's it's already there it's already been there it's going there you need to figure out a way to deal with it and i think yeah this is if you could put it
1: to work printing guns that would that'd be useful
0: well, and that's why I say that this is the same. Like, if you think that outlawing 3D printers or 3D printed guns is going to do anything, you're wasting your time.
1: Yeah, because the 3D printing, printing community has already... Um, has so many different files on how to 3D print a 3D printer. So, like, the ones that are already out there will continue to make new ones. And and there, there there's so many people that are just now making their own 3d printers they know how to use the motherboards and the the firmware and all that so um
0: at that point are they classified as a species because they're technically able to reproduce
1: reproduce yeah i don't know sure well if we <laughs> get the ai to do it that'd be cool right What I'm thinking is, you know, they've come out, there's now a 3D printed round, like an actual nine millimeter round that's 3D printed. I mean, you still have to put it in a brass casing and all that, but like, there's also a loader that's, that's supposed to be, um, automated. Basically, you can plug it into your computer, put the materials in and. It should load the rounds and spit them out. Um, If we could just get AI to do all that while we're at work for us, Hmm. like print it for me just so it's all ready when I get home, that'd be sweet. I mean, the state would not like that, but I would.
0: Yeah, you probably shouldn't leave your house unattended if you're doing that sort of thing because I can sit here and, tell them all day that it's not practical to try and stop those things, but they're still going to try
1: Yeah, I, uh, I like all this, uh, um, defense unlimited, you know, uh,
0: defense distributed.
1: He, that's the company that, that put out the very first 3d printed gun file. And, you know, when they were interviewing, uh, Corey, I think his name. Cody. The lady said, "I'll never forget that it was so cool the way the answer he had." She was asking him, "Don't you think? Don't you think this this could have could be a bad idea to release this file out to the public where anybody could make a gun? Uh, Don't you think it was a little irresponsible of you?" to do that, and do you th- do you think it's a good idea? And he said, well, that doesn't matter. And she said, what do you mean? It's already done. You can't take it back now. It's, a, it's on the internet. It will always be there. So you need to move the conversation forward to what are we going to do now? I thought that was cool, you know? He's like, well, that's a dumb thought because it's not like we can go back and not do it. It's out there now and
0: and i think that's that's where the conversation has has stalled because i i do i do hear almost exclusively in conversation with folks who are very pro gun control okay and i understand where they're coming from in that they are constantly bombarded with images not of people in Myanmar who are literally just trying to defend their families and Mm -hmm. their children instead they're seeing images of right wing open carry guy who has 30 guns that he carries on him at all times Mm -hmm. because it's essentially a fetish and I I'm just as put off by that as as they are but
1: yeah me too. I mean, but but I, mean, I look at that as like a furry thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. an attention getter and whatnot, you know.
0: But one of the things that I feel a sense of almost pride about the left is that the foundation of so many left-leaning movements have been to do things... For those that can't. Mm -hmm. And this isn't about you being able to, in Boise, Idaho, download a gun and print it. Mm -hmm. It's about these people in Myanmar being able to defend their homes. And if at some point Boise, Idaho follows suit in the way that Myanmar has Mm -hmm. you have an insurance policy
1: right that's absolutely true it's out there it's not going anywhere there's too many files everywhere of 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 all of these weapons and they're not you're not going to be able to get rid of them so that being said what are three d printing guns, three d printing guns doing good for the us right now in the us right now? And I can tell you exactly what they're doing. They are driving down the cost of owning a defensive weapon. And what does that mean? What does it de- first of all, what does a defensive weapon do? It equalizes the playing field in an aggressive situation. So, the most vulnerable of us, the old lady who's being attacked by a giant man, right? In an unarmed situation, she is absolutely enslaved to his will. But in an armed situation, she can absolutely overpower this person. And driving down that ownership cost of a weapon is making it easier for somebody an old woman on a fixed budget maybe with other money problems and whatnot to to own a a way to defend him or herself or whatever and that's what 3d printed weapons are truly doing in the states right now that's what we're actually seeing in the gun. Owner's community is a drastic reduction in the cost of ownership of a weapon. And that's what the state's scared of.
0: It's a clap. There's no comfort in it.